Hi, this is Regaline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Doreen Downing. Dr. Doreen Downing is a psychologist and founder of the Essential Speaking Institute. Welcome to the show, Dr. Doreen. Well, I love speaking with you. We've already had a couple of opportunities to do that, and I'm looking forward to this, Gigi. Likewise, it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Well, where I'm from, if I look out my window, looking at Mount Tamalpais in Northern California, about uh, 20 minutes north of San Francisco. So that places me on the globe somewhere. Hopefully everybody knows San Francisco, right? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about what inspired you to become a psychologist. Well, I think early on in life, I had a little sister and a mother who had depression. So uh, I think that naturally brought forth the caretaker in me and early on just became somebody that was concerned about people being healthy and full of more life than actually my mother had. Absolutely amazing. Now tell us more about your Essential Speaking Institute. Oh, gee, the Essential Speaking Institute is based on my own journey to get over my fear of speaking in public. That's also a long story, but it's where I now am able to teach people. I've got a book and programs group and individual programs where I guide people to actually the root of fear and that underneath the root of fear, which is usually... Uh, something that happened to them somewhere along the life, their life of growing up is the essence. And that's what I tap into is the essence of who people really are in an authentic way. And that's why I call it essential speaking. Fantastic. Now tell us more about your book, Essential Speaking, The Seven-Step Guide, Finding Your Real Voice. Yes, because it's not about public speaking, even though I work with people who have anxiety about speaking in public. I bring a new mind shift. It's not about speaking. It's about being. And so each one of my seven steps begins with be. Be still, be present, and then I go on and on to finally be yourself. And those seven steps or Sometimes I call them secrets because it's not a traditional public speaking program. It's about really, again, finding your real voice, your true voice, the essence of who you are. And when you find that, there's freedom. There's finally a grounded sense of, hello, world, here I am. And you could be an introvert. You could be an extrovert. You could be whatever you happen to be. But it's like, finally, you can say, hello, here I am, and tap into what is really your passion and be able to offer that. And that was my journey. I love it. Now tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. I would say um, at first when I was invited to speak at a conference and I already had my PhD in psychology, I already had a practice in Berkeley, California and when the person, the meeting planner asked me to speak, I said, no, I'm, I'm afraid of public speaking. And she was pretty aghast. She said, but aren't you a specialist in fear? And I, I had been hiding. I could hide my fear of speaking because I was only 
in my office with one person at a time and one person at a time is pretty easy, you know, engaging with one person. So I think that was the moment where I said, yeah, Oster syndrome, it's not, a, it's, it's the truth I was hiding. And that's when I started my exploration and I did Toastmasters. I did other speaking training programs. I have to tell you, yeah, I got awards, but none of them got to an inner core where my fear was lodged. So I had to do a deep dive. And that's that's what I do with my programs. Go deeper underneath the whole idea about speaking to get at the roots. And I found some roots early in life. If you want me to say that moment? One yes, please share. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, it's it's still kind of emotional because it's true. You know, I, my mother had depression, as I said, and she had gone to the hospital and she'd been there for a pretty long time in the 50s. You know, they went to state hospitals and probably got all the treatment and care. But my grandmother, we lived with my, my sister and I lived with my grandmother, and when my mother came home, my grandmother would come over to us and make sure we were quiet as could be. You know, she put her hand over her mouth like that and say, shh, you know, you don't want your mother to go back to the hospital, do you? So that was one of the roots that I found where I went, oh, I can't speak up. I can't express myself. I can't be who I really am. You know, this joyful little uh, five-year-old uh, ready to hit the world. <laughs> But um, I had to quiet myself and be very still and not be expressive. I would say that was the root of my anxiety. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have found that because I would, at first I was speaking, I was looking at speaking as a problem with making speeches and that was not the truth. My anxiety was about being me and there were certain certain incidences along the way of growing up that stopped me from being me. And yeah, I had to continue growing up and being out in the world, which I did, got a PhD for heaven's sake, but uh, always was able to hide the little precious one inside who was afraid to say, hello world, here I am, I've got something to give. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Now, tell us more about an aha moment that you've experienced in your life. Well, I think that aha moment that I just told you about is one, but it led to a class where the person who was teaching us about speaking, well, actually, it was the first class about something more than speaking. It's about the true nature of yourself, who you really are inside. And he said, Michelangelo, chisel the marble until he set the angel free. Oh, that that really, I still get a little um, tingly about remembering that moment because that's when I realized the marble was all my PhD work, all my research, all my hello world, I'm doctor, you know, a doctor here, but uh, the angel in the marble, that was my breaking moment and really inspired me to always, always when I work with people, to look for that angel 
who is that beauty? Who is that precious one? Because I think they don't think that that's powerful, but it is. I love it. Now we have our global virtual panel of anxiety survivors event coming up here on April 9th at 5 p.m. Eastern, which you are a part of. Now, can you tell us more about some of the patterns that you're noticing with anxiety? Of course, you're going to go deeper during the event, but can you elaborate for us some of those patterns that you're noticing in our society today? Well, I think the people that I are starting to find me are all, there are two that I would say. One is this whole anxiety about going back to work. You know, like maybe they've worked with me and they've found their voice, but have they really found their voice? Have they really uh, been able to connect to their true self when they are in a public setting, at a meeting at work, at a on a stage giving a presentation or giving a report on their project? So I would say that is one big anxiety that's coming up for the people that I've been working with this last year online, you know, virtually. They, they said, well, is this really real? <laughs> Can I really stay connected to my true self when I'm out there? So that's one anxiety that comes to mind. Another anxiety would be uh, just um, how to maintain a sense of, I mean, because we've been so relaxed, most of us at home, you know, I'm still in my yoga pants here. <laughs> Can we how do we enter this world uh, that we're just about to where we are hopefully opening up the doors for people to be face to face and just speaking, just having a voice, you know, you might have just been speaking to your children and your family and maybe some virtual events, but actually co-workers, bosses, um, I think so the return to work is a big one where people I think are tapping into, well, um, do I trust myself? Do I trust my voice? Can I speak out? Very powerful. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh, I think that idea that I just said about Michelangelo, that people have personalities, people have histories, people have layers. And when we encounter I think there's the understanding that people have their own whole complex and we can't make assumptions just because somebody may be in some kind of you know, mood or behaving a certain way, we can't, we can't diss them. We have to, I think, bring more understanding, more listening, more compassion. I would say that would be the biggest thing towards interacting with people but the other, what I just said is, and I just went like this with my hands, <laughs> is yourself, is, is uh, having self-compassion for all your little, uh, I don't know, anxieties that you might have. And to be able to, and now I'm wrapping my arms around myself, uh, embrace, embrace the fears that you have and know that they are real parts of themselves and don't, don't try and be a big girl <laughs> or be, you know, uh, the professional one and to notice and take care of all aspects, your puzzles, take care of all pieces of the puzzle of our humanness. I, I love it. 
Now, Dr. Doreen, what is something, what is a piece of advice you would tell your younger self in regards to having anxiety? Oh, you're going to make me cry. Because <laughs> I didn't have that. You know, that's partly what I love about deep psychotherapy is that those of us who have acquired a mindfulness tools and techniques that and, and self-compassion, we can take ourselves back to earlier life moments and do some healing by the energy we bring back to those moments in our past. So what if I could have felt somebody saying to me, wrapping me, soothing me, I guess, because that's a capacity we learn early on in development is called self-soothing. And for anxiety, that did not happen. We did not the people who have anxiety still suffer from it today, did not get enough of this, kind of, it's okay, the soothing sense of, you're going to be all right, it's going to, you can do this. It's um, that assurance, and it's more than, yeah, you can. It's more like reading, really listening to and understanding that the little one is afraid. And, and acknowledging, yes, I know you're afraid. We can do this together. And I think being a little girl with anxiety, you have to you have to make it yourself. But making it yourself sometimes is just all about defensiveness and layers. I can do this. I think the more vulnerable part is coming along for the ride saying, I don't think I want to do this. So I want to reach more. I want to reach the part of the people I work with, I want to reach those parts that are my friends. I love it. That is truly inspiring. Dr. Doreen, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? Well, uh, the seven-step guide that I've talked about that comes from my book, this, so people can find what my secrets are, would be, uh, well, you just put it up, <laughs> essentials.com, but if you want the guide, it would be Doreen7steps.com, Doreen7steps.com. If you just want to dive in and get the secrets right away. If you want to check out my whole website, uh, looks like Jiji's put that up for you. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Dr. Doreen Downing at EssentialSpeaking.com and tune in for our global virtual panel of anxiety survivors event on April 9th at 5 p.m. Eastern. We look forward to seeing you there. Make sure to reserve your virtual seat today because we are almost sold out. And Dr. Doreen, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a great day. You have a great day too. I know we both will. Thank you, Gigi. You're welcome.